Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. When you hear the word hope, what do you think about? What comes to mind when that word is sounded? Do you think of wishes? Do you think of dreams? Do you think of hope as an uncertainty, as in, well, I certainly hope so? Yet when we look at the word that we find in the Bible, in the New Testament, the Greek word is the word elpis, E-L-P-I-S, and it is defined by Vine's Expository Dictionary of Old and New Testament words as a confident expectation. It deals with unseen but expected future events. When we think about hope in this sense, then there are several things that should come to mind. First and foremost, hope is directional. Hope points us away from the moment and helps us to focus on, to meditate on the future. When Paul was inspired to write to the disciple Titus in that short epistle, Paul said in Titus chapter 1 verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. We can see multi-directional concepts there. Before the world even was created, God had already provided for eternal life. Way back before time began, God provided for that time when time for us would exist no more. So in the present, we can have hope. We can have an expectation because we know that God does not lie. Hope is relational. What does that mean? Well, by relational, we mean that it depends upon something. Not man, but God. Since God is the one who inhabits eternity and God can see the future, we know that he will not direct us in a way that will be detrimental to us, direct us in a way that will separate us from him. Thus, we trust him to guide us into safety. James was inspired to write in his epistle, James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. What was James trying to convey unto us? God's providential care? Yes. 
but also the realization that even when we sit down and we evaluate all the resources at our disposal and we look at historically how things have unfolded, we cannot predict the future. That's something that is in God's realm. So our attitude should be in all of our decisions, if God wills, it will be done. We trust in Him. We trust in Him because He provided for us. He sacrificed His only Son, Jesus Christ, for us. We read in Paul's epistle to the Colossians, in chapter 1, verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So God has promised that we can depend on Him. God has demonstrated through the sacrifice of His Son that we can depend upon Him. And so we can have hope in God because we know He does not deceive and He does not lie. But another thought with regard to hope is that hope is rational. By this we simply mean it conforms to reason. A loving God who has provided for His children will not forsake them. A loving Savior who has died for his people will not reject their need for intercession. Paul's discussion of the resurrection is a rational treatise that points to our reason for hope. He says quite simply that if Christ rose from the dead, then we should have every expectation that we serve a God who is able to raise all of us from the dead. Consider what Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning in verse 12. It says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. Paul is saying that if God can't raise Jesus, he can't raise anyone. And if he can't raise anyone, there is no resurrection. If there is no resurrection, there is no hope. We're all lost. We're all dead. But, he said, if God has raised his son, then it is possible for the dead to be raised. And if he can do it with one, he can do it with all. Thus, Jesus is referred to here as the first fruits, the beginning of that harvest that is 
expected. Hope is based on faith. Throughout the New Testament, hope is shown to exist because of faith. They work together. When Paul wrote on love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he said in verse 13, And now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three. They abide. They dwell together with love. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we read, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have hope because we have faith. And when we're talking about faith, again, we're not talking about wishes or, or think-sos. We're talking about concrete evidence that God has provided. That evidence points us to Him and to where He is in heaven. Again, writing to the Romans in Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 5, Paul was inspired to write, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, verses 5 through 8. This idea of faith in God is presented through the evidence that God gives, directing us to trust in Him and what He provides. Therefore, hope is motivating. Because we know where hope comes from, God, because we know where it is pointing to, heaven, because we know how much God has given to make that hope real for us, that Christ died on the cross, that his body was literally killed upon the cross, buried, and on the third day resurrected, we are then given every assurance of the power of God, of the love of God, of the mercy of God, and the realization that thus hope is real. Hope is given to strengthen us and encourage us to work towards the future in establishing our relationship with God. It is thus motivating, designed to move us in a particular direction along with it, towards the future, a future that exists with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, into everlasting life. Peter was inspired to write in his first epistle, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness 
and fear. Sanctify the Lord. Give him a special place. Give him priority in your life. Do it in that place where God, through his spirit, can dwell in your heart. And know why you serve him. Not in conflict, not in doubt, not in fear, but you serve him in love. Because through his word, he has revealed all that he has done for you and for me to secure us unto him, to provide that now we can live in his presence and have every expectation of being with him for all eternity. And then knowing that, I can share that with others. I can give a reason for hope, and I can do it in meekness and in reverence. I can do it at humility and reverence. I can do it because I know who I serve. What do you think about hope? Hope is real, and hope is motivating, and hope is something that we should never be ashamed of. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Thank you so very much for listening to On Eagle's Wings. I really do hope that you have a great day.